Jeannie Flavelle's Hot Commodity Podcast Series. Empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Mike Coughlin, President and CEO of McKinney Flavel, and today is August 20th, 2021, and welcome to our Hot Commodity Podcast Series. I'm joined by the sugar guru himself, Kevin Combs, Vice President of McKinney Flavel. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Mike. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to everyone out there. And Kevin, uh, I'm going to bring up something that I haven't brought up for a while, and that is, you know, I'm not a big sports. I watch sports, but I'm terrible at picking teams. And last year, as you know, I joined a fantasy league and did not win it, which is not a surprise. But We're we're all extremely happy (laughs) that you do not bet on sports regularly. Uh, you know, I am, I am too, because it would be bad. It'd be like me investing in crypto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I leave that to other people. But I have to ask you a real quick question before we start on sugar. My fantasy draft is tonight, and I have to pick one player to keep. So should I keep Josh Allen? Should I keep Metcalf? Or should I keep, I don't know. Thomas of New Orleans? What, what, out of those three, who should I keep? Oh, Come on. You know, first off, I'd say that the keepers are going to be a running back or a wide receiver, not the quarterback. Okay. Don't, don't keep Josh Allen. Okay. That much. Okay. That much I'm 100% sure about sorry, because Eric. there's lots of quarterback replacements out there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Eric. We know the guy just signed like mega million dollar yes. contracts per yes. year and, and makes a lot of money, but uh, that doesn't mean he's not replaceable on a fantasy Yes. Got it. So uh, it's pick one, Metcalf or Thomas? You know, uh, <sighs> Thomas, the receiver for New Orleans, right? He's uh, he got a new quarterback coming in and he, yeah, I, I think you got to go with Metcalf. Thank you. You know, I'm a big Seahawks fan. So I and you're a big you. Seahawks fan yeah, too. That yeah, uh, also plays into that decision. Well, speaking of good choices, um, <laughs> Sugar is a good choice to talk about today because uh, a lot's been happening in the uh, sugar market, a lot of bookings, and uh, a lot of uncertainty in the world in 16 market. So, Kevin, I thought we would talk a little bit about that, your thoughts moving forward, maybe give a little progress on how beats are progressing and uh, any other insights you have. So, go for it, man. Go for it. Just open just it go for and it. just hit it. All right. Do anything you want to do. Anything. Dealer's choice. All right. Well, let's talk. Let's let's start. I think you let off with good thing subject. Let's talk about beats because we are starting to see uh, some developments here from from the cooperatives as they're getting ready for pre pile harvest and and operations to start. So, you know, the Red River Valley uh, some years has already started this year with the dry weather, etc. I think they've pushed uh, the harvest back a little bit and just trying to get as much out of these crops as possible and. Uh, rightfully so as you know american crystal and mindac they're the, the areas that have mostly been hit by the dry conditions and as we talked about before you know yields have been suffering there uh for the last five years i believe and this year really being no different as a result of that and so you know i think we're talking about on a tons per acre maybe three to four tons per acre below normal at this point in time they're still holding out some hope there uh, that they can uh, improve a little bit with some late rains here. But, uh, you know, I think it's it's definitely going to be, you know, in that range of down three to maybe down four tons per acre from the five-year average, which 
in itself hasn't been great because of all the weather concerns. And then what we did here on the positive side in this region is, you know, with this hot, dry weather, uh, sugar content is looking exceptional right now. Obviously, rains could change that, and they haven't even started right. harvest. But uh, right now, you're looking at above average sugars. So, you know, I think when you look at USDA estimates, in most cases, they're probably looking at average numbers. So there might be some, you know, upside in uh, the Red River Valley, despite uh, all the drought conditions in the north. In the south, southern Min, it's looking a little bit better. Okay. Uh, you know, they've gotten more rains and, and got the crop in early, et cetera. So, uh, I think you're looking at more like a 29 per ton, uh, yield there, which, you know, is, uh, probably above the five-year average because they've had so much, uh, trouble there and, you know, they'll be, uh, getting ready to crank up here at the end of the month, probably, uh, this time next week, you'll be hearing beets coming out of the ground in Southern Min. Great, great. So, moving out west. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, we can go east. Let's talk east. Let's, Let's talk go Michigan. east and then back to fire country. Then we'll go back to fire country <laughs> and in and, and hot, dry weather. Michigan uh, uh, actually has already started a few days behind last season, but they're off and running, and yields are looking uh, good with some upside. So, uh, you know, 30.5 to 31 ton per acre. Uh, right now and sugars are running near normal this time of year. Uh, so it's looking like uh, a good crop for Michigan again. So uh, we got some positives there. Now moving back to the fire country, you know, when you start yeah. talking about uh, out West, it's been really hot. It's been really dry. Uh, they're probably two to three weeks away from uh, early, you know, pre-pile harvest operations, but uh you're hearing, you know, from some of the tests that sugars are looking uh, exceptional, above normal, uh, pretty much across the board, whether you're talking about in the plains or you're talking about Idaho. And then from a yield perspective, you know, we were hearing some situation from the hot, dry weather that, you know, some areas were looking below average, some were looking above average. So we we're kind of feeling a lot of that in the plains was, was going to be close to average. But now, you know, the beets seem to have... Uh, pulled out and are doing pretty well. You know, most of these areas where especially uh, when you get into Idaho, et cetera, have irrigation. So they've been able to get the water they need to get their crops going. And so it's, it's looking better and better. So now I'd say you got some above average uh, yield potentials in most of these regions and above average sugars. And you're even hearing some whispers uh, in Idaho of some potential for record yields in some of their growing regions. So I think the record yield was over 41 and a half tons per acre. And, uh, you know, averages probably like just over 40 for the last five years. So uh, more production. So all in all, you look across these beet growing regions and you look at the USDA estimate, which, yep. you know, last month they moved some production into 2022 on the WASD report. But overall, their uh, estimate was down 6,000 metric tons. With all this early numbers that we're hearing, I think you're looking for an increase come September WASD, if not September, uh -huh. certainly by October. Well, some positive, positive news there. More sugar right now is certainly a good thing with uh, yeah. what we've seen in the in the pricing recently. 
Yeah, and what shall we shift over to the 16s and 11s and and talk about what's going on there? Well, did you look at the markets today? Oh it's my gosh. Red across the board. Uh, yes. I, I I heard you yelling just a minute ago about corn. So I As know corn to... was red big time too, but <laughs> sugar was no different. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. That's positive. Yeah. We saw. I mean, the, the posi- uh, you know, it's positive for someone who's trying it's to buy sugar. Positive for the buyers and the users, and even the processors that are you know refiners as well. Yeah. So they're able to get a little bit better values. But you know, on the November uh, twenty-one contract for raw sugar, you're down one thirty-five today, down to thirty-four ten, and then pretty much the balance of uh, twenty twenty-two. Certainly, yeah. the crop year you're just locked in there at thirty-four cents. So. It's the right direction anyway. Yeah. And certainly, you know, that's been a major subject with all of our customers and conversations is what's going on. Are these prices going to hold? You know, the world market, as you mentioned, has been supportive, trading up over 20 cents per pound, you know, basis of March 2022 contract, even after some further declines today. So it's, uh, it's, it's certainly supportive across the board on raw sugar markets for the, the higher prices we're seeing today. And I think the question we get is, well, how long are these prices going to stick around? Can right. they come off? And yeah, I look at the world market. I'm bearish overall in the world market because okay. I look at the supply demand numbers coming out, uh, our numbers, other numbers out there. And it just still seems even with all that frost problems in Brazil, the earlier drought and lowering the number there, You know, there's some offsets here in Asia to help pick up uh, some of the losses there. And most of the forecasters are still looking at a surplus globally because consumption's not really going anywhere. So Mm. if you're on a got good inventories and you got a surplus potential, I, you know, don't necessarily understand all the strength that we've seen in that markets. But certainly, you know, you read the stories, the headlines, the weather, and uh, you can get a little run up here. But I, I think. You know, I, I want to say I, I got a negative bias on the world market and then uh, the 16s are a different story. You know, it's such an illiquid market as we always uh, talk about. You only got, you know, two big refiners and then some of the, the smaller uh, liquid refineries, et cetera, out there in the marketplace. And, you know, a handful of users that use that 16 market. Right. And of course, then the. Uh, producers which oh gee most of those are integrated with refined entities too so yeah makes for a a choppy marketplace yep and uh when you know you look at supply demand if you just look at it at a cursory at ending stocks of cane sugar year over year we got this year ending at around a million tons which seems to be you know similar numbers on a you know looking at at a long-term average but one thing I think that kind of supports that market is coming into 2021, we had about 150,000 tons of sugar that was non-reporter imports. Right. And I think to help supply a lot of these liquid operations, et cetera, maybe even some of the cane refiners were involved in that. You had high tier two imports, et cetera. And it's just kind of unknown, you know, how much of that uh, not having that, if that was all consumed last year, you don't have that same type of level, you know, you could make an argument that raw sugar supplies are down more than what they appear on paper. So got it. It's supportive, but is it seven cents supportive? <laughs> 
I think that's in the eye of who you ask. That's in the <laughs> eye of who you ask. Yes. So anyway, yeah. it's really hard to say where uh, where that 16 market is going to head over yeah. the next uh, few months. But, uh, you know, I think, again, here we are. I just talked about a bigger beet crop. Guess what that means? Yep. Lower imports. Lower, lower imports. imports from Mexico. So that's right. That's the web we weave when trying to look at the sugar situation and, and all the moving facets. Well, good in one area, you know, does a higher beet crop support lower cane deliveries and therefore a uh, weaker 16 market? Or does lower imports mean less available sugar to the cane industry and thus higher 16 prices? It's a big question. It's, question. it's, it's, it's going to be a very interesting year, definitely. And uh, for those out there just listening to our podcast and like, gosh, these guys are great and gals are great. Let us know if we can help you navigate through this. Sugar is going to be an interesting one, especially if you're on the 11s and 16s. And so we'd love to help you. So anything else you want to uh, talk about, Kevin, before we let the, let everybody go to their nice long weekend? Long weekend? Are you saying? Oh, well, no. You're you and I are leaving right oh. now, so that's... I thought I thought you were telling me I had Monday off. I was getting excited. Yeah, yeah you can you can always that. do what you want. <laughs> it's not you even Labor Day on. yet, and I'm getting another three day weekend. There Woo-hoo! you go. Yeah, hey, surprise. Um, but anything else before we let uh, folks go? I just say, uh, you know, if you want to thumb through this stuff, give us a call. But also uh, for our clients, we have a. Uh, a little bit of information coming up. So, yep, exactly. And if you're not an IQ subscriber and you want to take a test drive, reach out to us, uh, mckinney-favel.com. And one final thing, I'm going to say it. If you're an oil buyer and you're pull, you've pulled all your hair out and you're still <laughs> struggling and uh, you need help, check out our website. We have a great little clip. Nicole, who leads our oil division, is on there talking about how we can help you. So go ahead and check it out. And uh, DJ Metcalf, you're still on my team. Rock on. There you go. As I always like to say, live with an attitude of gratitude. Enjoy every minute, moment with your friends and family. Do not take it for granted. Be kind to everyone. And until next time, take care, everybody. Bye, everyone. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favell's IQ Ingredient Intelligence platform and listen to our Market Insights podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit bikini-favell.com for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.